Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and our ministries, and to foster connections between individuals, churches, and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me on this episode is Beck. G'day, Beck. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, doing really well, thanks. Now, not everyone's had a chance to meet you, and so I wonder if you can kick off by introducing yourself to our listeners. Yeah, so my name's Beck. I'm married to Zach. Uh, we have two little boys, age three and five, and we live in Perth, southeast in West Australia. Um, I'm during the day. I have a rapidly expanding cast of extracurricular and work activities. So I'm a clinical psychologist, registrar in private practice. Um, I also coordinate a team of about twenty women to run evangelistic drop-in play group. Um, I run a women's Bible study, and I also run a newsletter slash podcast called the Sunday Morning Snuggle. That sounds amazing. Sounds like you're very busy and high energy. <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, tell us, Beck, how's God been encouraging you recently? Uh, well, I had a really beautiful friend of mine and a couple of years ago um, some really hard things were happening in her life. And I, you know, we had these great chats about like life and death and what happens after you die. I remember saying to her, like, well, you know, like if you ever wanted to read the Bible together, we can. And she was like, oh, I love that. And I was like, oh, yeah. And at the time I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also was working four days a week and I was studying and I was also very pregnant. And a friend of mine, God love it, was like, you know, Beck, how, how do you plan to do this? <laughs> I was like, the question and I was like oh, I hadn't really thought that far ahead and so she was like do you want me to come join you and I was like yeah so she joined me and then she brought along her her friend who wasn't a Christian and then we kind of have just rolled along so like we've maybe 12 women and we've read the gospel of Mark over about two years and God willing we're going to fish Acts soon in about 18 months <laughs> it's taken us but you know we've slowly just been like meeting together reading through God's word and really lovely there are a bunch of women in this group who are all Christians but they are all very very different and then like we went camping recently with our friend and she came down to like my in-laws farm you know and again they're Christians and they've got this beautiful just very hospitable I think there was like 17 of us having dinner one night and later like my friend came to me and she was like oh Beck you know, they, your sister-in-law, like, held my baby and, you know, like, your your mother-in-law, like, stayed up late and, like, to talk to me and, you know, like, your father-in-law was, like, talking to my kids and she, like, she recounted this with, like, tears in her eyes, like, just, oh, wow. And I thought, this is just, it's different and I think people are just really lonely but, like, yeah, in Christ, you like have this beautiful community. It's that's just not anywhere else. 
there is a wonderful community, isn't there, that the gospel creates where even that family language of being brothers and sisters in Christ uh, just makes for a warmth and an openness. And it sounds like uh, she got to experience that firsthand. Yeah, yeah. And you think, like, I, it wasn't something I would have thought, like, oh, guys, like, I'll get together and, like, make sure you hold the baby. <laughs> make sure she's, like say hello to her children it just wouldn't have been something I would have thought to suggest but that's the thing that she was like oh my goodness this is this is something different this is something that she's stuck around for you know them like all of our friends who again like all Christians but different and you think it's that kind of different facets of a jewel like everyone reflects Christ differently Uh, it seems really important uh, for us uh, to notice the ways that uh, hospitality seems to matter so much when we're commending the gospel. Uh, how have you seen that happen? Yeah, like I really reckon that a lot of people are really, really lonely. And I kind of, I've seen that across like like in my clinical work, but also like in playgroup and I just think like yes people are really lonely but particularly mothers of small children um so I coordinate I coordinate playgroup right that's like a drop-in playgroup so anyone can come like any week and it's like two dollars we make coffee I just like I think the thing is when I took over running it like people did the woman who did it before me did it like much better like she was a teacher and she did craft and you know she had a, a beautiful story and song and I was like oh my gosh like I've worked in a prison and I just I don't like craft and I'm not musically talented I you know I said to everyone like what I really care about is that it's hospitable so we found people to do all of those things but we've had beautiful older ladies like come along and they you know you know, like help us pack up but they chat to all the younger mums and we have set up um a meal freezer so we've kind of got a team of women who cook for that who's not me thank god and you know so mums can come to play group on a hard day and take a family size meal for free um you know we've run like a couple of events like a clothes market you know so people donated clothes and we advertise it in the community so people came along and like would buy clothes for a dollar but women came to church who had never walked through the doors of a building like of a church building you think just that sense of like that you are welcome like you know sometimes we have baked goods but most of the time and sometimes we just have tin pans like sometimes we have fancy coffee but if my barista is sick we just have instant coffee but we really make a point of like you are just welcome here and we hope that that would communicate you know, God's welcome, that God's abundance, that it's an opportunity for them to ask questions because I just don't see other play. You know what I mean? Like, unless it's a rare church playgroup, like, there's nothing else like it. In terms of pulling together the a kind of multi generational uh, playgroup where there are our older kind of grandma figures as well as other mums. Was there a, a plan for that or did it just kind of grow organically? 
no, I was very deliberate about it um, because I realised, look, so I did, you know, didn't grow up in a Christian family and then I had kids and I kind of like prior to having kids thought I had a, you know, a bit of my act together and then I had them and I realised like I don't really have any wisdom and then I saw all these beautiful older ladies and I was like, I, I don't have time to talk to them because I'm always wrangling my children and like, you know, be like, get down off the slide with your bike. That's not a good idea. So I rang my pastor's wife and I was like, hey, I really need you to recommend like some lovely ladies that I can ask and who might say yes um, to come along and help us out. And I kind of rang all these ladies and I was like, look, on the face of it, I need some help with pack up. That is actually true. Like I, I can't do everything and, you know, whatever. Like we have a big team so everyone does a little bit. But what I said to them is, there are so many women who would benefit from getting to know you ladies. Um, but, you know, like our church schedules, like, never really overlap. And it's great. Like, one lady was a midwife in, like, a country town. Like, another lady has lived in, like, stations. And, you know, like, some of them are in their 80s and they are sassy and they're funny and they're fantastic. I want to be like the Margarets when I'm old. Nice to have an example of godliness and service working itself out in a different age group uh, for you to aim towards uh, when you're older. Yeah, and so like I did, like one of my placements for my registrar program was at Midland Hospital and that was in the stroke and rehab ward. And I, so that was a lot of older adults and I was really struck by so my role was like I'd walk around and like knock on the door and be like, hey, want to chat? Like your team told me you're sad. Um, I, I was struck by the fact, the amount of people who were like, I don't want to be a burden on my family. Like I've had this stroke and now I don't know what to do. Um, I don't know if I want to be able to sell my house. So, you know, they're too scared to engage in physio because, you know, they might have to make these big decisions. And again, I think it's the same as like mums of little kids. Like society will say to these people, like, well, if you're not providing, if you're not doing anything, then that, you know, you're not worth, there's no worth. And I think the gospel is just absolutely does not agree with that. Like there is like this accumulated wisdom that we all benefit from. But, you know, if we just say, well, you know, it's just about your ability to make an income, I think we really lose out. Yeah, and no, I think you're right about that and uh, that undergirding uh, of the sense of value because you're loved and known and made by God uh, just does undercut all those kind of false idols of productivity and merit and uh, earning it uh, in such a mm. beautiful way. As you kind of develop this playgroup uh, and try mm. different things, uh, why do you think some of those ideas you've had uh, w have worked so well in growing that sense of belonging and connection? I honestly think people, and there's a lot of good cultural reasons for it, but I think women today are raising children in a way that generations before us just didn't. I, like, you know, families are scattered, say, like across the country. You might not live near where your family is. Um, you know, you might not have good relationships with those family members. Other people might be working full time. Um, so there's a, you know, like 
a lot of the burden often falls to partners in terms of child rearing. But I think women used to raise families together. And if you're not in the church, like there's really that opportunity. And I think, you know, people come in and they see like an older lady who's like, oh, you know, love would you like a couple and you know, that if things are hard, we're like, oh man, that sounds really hard. Like, do you like, do you want to have a meal? Like, we've, you know, they're already made. Like, you're not going to take, you're not going to put us out. Like, here's one. Or, you know, they like, yes, there's kids stuff, but there's not a huge focus on it. And I think that sense of communicating to people like what you're doing with your kids is important. Like, you know, raising your kids well is important. And we kind of want to get alongside you. And I just think, there's not really any other place like that. I mean, here I am bragging, but there's nothing else like it. But the the thing that makes it work so well is that uh, that intentional relationship and that uh, focus on caring for other people, thinking about how to care for others. The gospel really feeds that. Beck, is there a resource at the Gospel Coalition Australia website you'd like to recommend us? Yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to recommend the TGC chair, uh, Rory Shiner, because he was my pastor for a very long time. Uh, but he has this wonderful article. I think it's from about 2022. It's called "Jesus and Our Shame," um, and he has is this fantastic metaphor about like the internal nana when he's talking about like shame mm. and. Like I kind of, at the time I thought, oh, yeah, this is really cool. It's a cool image and I thought about it. And then like I went away and I tried to be like, you know, I'm trying to learn stuff and I tried to read like small small books to summarise big books like, you know, Charles Taylor and Carl Truman and whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to get this. thought about it. I was like, he's taking stuff that's really complicated, like these really complicated cultural shifts and he's explained it really clearly in Nana. <laughs> so... I would really, really recommend that article. It's great. Yeah, that sounds like a great recommendation. We'll pop a link to that uh, in the show notes uh, so that people can go follow it up. Beck, it's been lovely chatting with you today. Thanks for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. This has been fun. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia and you can help us by sharing this episode uh, maybe with your friends uh, or your Bible study group or your play group uh, and by going to our website where you can make a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians. 